1: Today is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. Judge says Fannie Willis should be disqualified from the Trump case. It's so good. Oh, we are here for it. We have been preparing you for this one for a while. Biden's upcoming physical exam will not include a cognitive test. Oh, we have some very interesting information on that. Congressman Corey Mills, the author of the Affair Act. We kid you not. He's introduced an act in Congress called the Affair Act about Fannie Wills. He's joining the show to give old big Fannie a spanking. My name is Betty Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to stay tuned. We got some crazy news happening today. Just wild news. Tony Babalinski, for instance, is right now in Congress doing a deposition. We have some other uh, information on that. We've been sent his opening statement. Uh, before he even reads it, we know what Tony Babalinski is going to say about the Biden crime family. We're going to present that to you on the show. There are going to be massive, huge Moments this week, Donald Trump is going to be attending Fannie Willis' disqualification (laughs) hearing in Georgia. We'll get to that. You got to make sure that you are connected and stay in touch with this show. Make sure that you are using a wireless provider that is dependable and dependent. And that is a free speech wireless provider, Patriot Mobile. I talk about them a lot. But ladies and gentlemen, the reason why we use them is one, because they have exceptional service on all three major networks. Two, we want to stay in touch with you at all times. They're 100% US-based service. We'll make sure that you are online and locked and loaded for a week like this, which is just going to be wild. Get free activation when you call and use the offer code Benny. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Call 972-PATRIOT. PatriotMobile.com slash Benny. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you the official news that the judge in the Georgia case is moving to disqualify Fannie Willis oh yeah baby check this out it's real we've been talking about it for weeks we've been saying that big fanny well she may have gone on the wrong side of the penal code and turns out that she may be getting some hard time I'm a father of three little kids, allow me some dad jokes, okay? We're gonna we're sprinkle them through this. But ladies and gentlemen, all joking aside, this is really bad and may actually mean the destruction of the entire Trump case. In fact, the only thing we're gonna get out of this case may well be this mugshot right here, over my sweet shoulder. Fannie Willis, if, Fannie, if this is all that Fannie Willis brought to us is this four foot tall mugshot that we have in our studio, then we say this, thank you, Fanny. Thank you. We're big fannies of this mugshot. And we're thankful, ladies and gentlemen, that a judge is finally seeing through the absolute flaming dumpster fire trash heap that is this Georgia prosecutor's office. Amazing, ladies and gentlemen how these stories just write themselves. Judge says Fannie Willis' disqualification is possible given evidence presented by Trump co-defendant. Let's read. Judge Scott McAfee said on Monday that it is possible Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis will be disqualified. Now, hold on. Let me tell you what I know on a cursory level about judges and about the legal process here is that judges, they don't make statements like this unless they intend on doing this. So judges always they, they bias their cases. They, uh, they look before they ever like take the bench. They look through all the evidence. The evidence is presented to the judge. The judge goes and does his own research. Judges have staff. Those staff present the information for the case. And the judge actually takes the dais, takes the pedestal with the gavel and everything with sort of like a, an already functional foundational understanding of the case and where it's going to go. Judges bias cases. This is common in practice. This is why the best lawyers and the best law firms in the country actually pick and choose the districts and the judges for which they bring their cases to. It's really important. It's actually a skill for lawyers. And you have to have the right judge. If you don't have the right judge, you're screwed, right? And so when you heard, let's say for instance, the Donald Trump disqualification from the ballot hearing, in the Supreme Court last week, and we covered that, we played you clips of that, what you heard was even the leftist judges were like, when the hell has this ever happened? Like, in what universe do you, Colorado, think that you have the right to remove a presidential candidate from the ballot this is a federal issue? Because they'd already done their research, right? They had to ask questions of the petitioner, and so the judges were ready to just... um." Well, say, you know, at the Supreme Court last week, say, say, bend o- bend over, right? We got, we got, we got something for you right here. The judge saying that Fannie Willis will be disqualified here tells you that he's already biased his case, given the evidence that he has reviewed that Fannie Willis will be disqualified. That's what the read is here. Let's continue. Judge Scott McAfee says that it is possible for Fannie Willis to be disqualified based on the evidence that he has seen in the corruption case. The uh, Trump co-defendant, Michael Roman, filed a motion last month claiming that Willis benefited from appointing her romantic partner, Nathan Wade Loverboy, as special prosecutor on the case against former President Donald Trump when he used funds earned from his lucrative contract to take her on vacations. McAfee, this is the judge again, said that the evidence presented by Roman to the uh, to date requires maintaining the hearing schedule for Thursday this week to determine whether or not Willis should be disqualified from the case. Willis urged him to dismiss the motion without a hearing. <laughs> Willis has admitted that this relationship has existed and Willis has also... uh been part of multiple different compounding and conflicting statements by Loverboy to the court. You see, Loverboy just got divorced because of his attraction to big fannies and his inability to control himself. And Loverboy got sent packing by his wife. Now, in that messy divorce proceeding, Loverboy lied to the court about when that relationship begun. So he's issued two different sworn proclamations saying that him and Big Fanny's affair began on different dates. Who's telling the truth? Well, we know this, he's lying. Maybe on both, maybe on one, but he's lying. These people are trapped. They are caught like rats in their own traps. And it's so unbelievable to see. It's so awesome to be witness to it. ladies and gentlemen, we talk often about biblical justice and how uh, the kings of old were laid humble, especially if they were corrupt and wicked. And that is certainly something that Fannie Willis is. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the breaking international news update about Fannie Willis really getting it in the rear this time. Watch. But Willis didn't even want this hearing to happen, and it is going forward. That hearing is going to
0: examine whether the two of them profited from this prosecution. And the judge also used the word disqualification, clearly implying that disqualifying Willis would be on the table if it is shown that the two profited from the prosecution.
1: Oh man! So Loverboy is a guy who has made an enormous amount of money off of this prosecution. Loverboy's claim to fame was being a slip and fall ambulance chaser lawyer who did like name changes and small claims courts for like stolen speakers in used cars. Loverboy is not a good pedigree when it comes to lawyering. He's not somebody who has any type of professional skill or acumen. He's not somebody who's been a pro at these cases. And yet he was brought on for the most high profile case imaginable, prosecuting the former president. And why would that be? Why is he paid more than all the other lawyers? Is he working harder? Is he really laying the wood in this case? Ladies and gentlemen, we know he's billing Fannie Willis for 24 straight hours of work. He's billing Fannie Willis overnight. Oh yeah. (laughs) So lover boy, and his disqualification is just the most delicious soup to be served up to Fanny. Here's the judge yesterday saying, "We're like I am going effectively signaling that I am going to disqualify Fanny Willis from this case." Watch specifically looking at Defendant Roman's motion. It alleges a personal relationship that resulted in a financial benefit to the district attorney, and that is no longer a matter of complete speculation the state has admitted a relationship existed. And so what remains to be proven is the existence and extent of any financial benefit, again, if there there even was one. So because I think it's possible that the facts alleged by uh, the defendant could result in disqualification, I think an evidentiary hearing must occur to establish the record on those core allegations. So just to emphasize, I think the issues at point here are whether a relationship existed So they've already admitted the relationship existed and they've already proven that they're liars about this relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, Nathan Wade has issued two different sworn statements on penalty of perjury to the court. Oh, man, this is a good one. Check this out. I mean, this this alone could get the guy disbarred. Dude, you're lying to the court. The court's the people who issue the bar. The bar is... Like, not, you're not supposed to lie to the court. This isn't like lie or lie. This isn't a Jim Carrey comedy. And plus, this is provable. This all happened within a, a matter of months. How sloppy is this team? How embarrassing for these people? How humiliating. This is what libs are hanging their hat on. This is their get Trump. Man, maybe they are as stupid as we think they are. I don't know. But it's, well, it's really encouraging. Watch.
2: Mr. Wade has filed other affidavits in his divorce case, which contradict this affidavit his interrogatories which were sworn and verified and filed in that case said that he did not have a personal relationship that there had been none so we've got two declarations in two different courts both sworn both filed with the court that say something completely different um, his may let's see it was his um, may 2023 affidavit where he was asked if he had and this was in 2023 judge so the state's response last last week said they had a relationship that began in 2022 In May of 2023, he filed in the Cobb County Superior Court um, a pleading that said specifically if he had had any relations with a person other than his spouse during the course of the marriage, um, you know, and and the typical things that are asked in a divorce case, um, and he responded, none. After we filed our motion in this case, he updated those, and he pled privilege under the Fifth Amendment, So we've got a filing under oath by Mr. Wade in 2023 stating he didn't have a relationship. Then we've got a filing stating he did have one starting in 2022. And then once that came about, he fixes the incorrect affidavit that was filed back in 2023. So we definitely have a conflict, Judge, in the evidence as far as when this relationship started.
1: So when did the relationship start? Did it start before the Trump prosecution? Of course it did. That's not what they told the media. Big Fanny has been spinning a yarn saying that this all happened after the Trump case. This is really important because that Trump case meant a massive water spout fire hose funnel of federal money into her coffers that she then uses to pad the bank accounts of her paramour Paramore is too nice of a word. The man who is cheating on his wife with her and their children. That's the correct word here. The duplicitous and sick nature of the witch's kitchen in which Fanny Willis destroys a marriage, destroys another black woman's life, because since these people seem to be so obsessed with race, destroys this woman's life, steals her husband, wrecks the family, and then scurries to the pedestal of the church in order to claim that she's just she's just a, a black woman at work and that she shouldn't be judged for her actions. So she said at the church. Like, listen to it. We'll play you the clip.
3: All the glory I receive, it's his grace, not a perfect me. We are at a time in history, people, hear me on this. We are at a time in history when you can no longer sit back and just let other folks do it. You cannot expect black women to be perfect and save the world. The Lord is completing us. We are not perfect. We need your prayers. We need to be allowed to stumble. We need grace. With that kind of support, we will move mountains and do Jesus' will. Stumbling all the way. Um,
1: okay. Surprised that we didn't have a Lot's wife situation, pillar of salt, lightning from the sky thing there. But we have a very gracious God that we serve. As a simple Christian, let me just tell you, you shouldn't clothe yourself in honor and glory when you are home wrecking and destroying a marriage. You shouldn't lie. You shouldn't steal. These are important things. These are like 10 command-this is Ten Commandment stuff, right? This isn't even the New Testament. This is Old Testament stuff. Be very careful of the uh, the the God of the Old Testament. Like, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, don't destroy marriages, like don't don't home wreck. Don't harm children because that's what you do when you're a homewrecker, you harm children. When you when you cheat and destroy a marriage, you're harming children. These are like pretty basic moral questions. Also from a Christian perspective, pretty bad stuff, right? So you shouldn't like be standing up there and declaring that you are just on a path. Mm. No, that's not how it works, okay? I'm all for salvation, I'm all for redemption, but you don't get to sit there and claim that you're like doing God's work by doing these things. no let's say you let's say you want to take the church out of it okay fine it's a politics show all right my, my faith is part of my life i like to talk about my faith a lot but let's just take on a pure political level okay you shouldn't like stare in the eyeballs of the voters if you are a politician and just demonstrably empirically lie to them which is what Fannie willis did we have the tape fanny willis says she's not going to be running a whorehouse She's not going to be running like, a, like an only Fannie's subscription service when she becomes DA. She said this before the election, right before the election. Fanny Willis gave this interview declaring that she will not be banging her staffers when she's elected. We call that a uh, broken promise, a flip flop, you might say. <laughs> And it's not a good look, and it's backfiring in her district. Have a listen.
3: The district attorney's office in Fulton should be the beacon of the southeast. It should be the absolute best office between Washington, D.C. and Miami. And right now, what you have is a office of dysfunction and corruption, and we deserve better. And I am the right choice to improve it. Corruption. Miss Willis, that's a strong word uh, to level against the office that Paul Howard has run for nearly a quarter of a century. If he if he gets reelected. It'd be more than 25 years. You have a DA sitting there that doesn't have the qualifications and the experience to do the job. What I can guarantee you is with my reputation, with my community ties, I am going to be able to attract the best and the brightest minds to that office. You're sitting with someone today that actually wants to make a difference because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit. Children, because we deserve better.
1: It's worth just laying the foundation here, setting the table for what a wretched person Fannie Willis is, and how deserving she is of being disqualified from this case. When Fannie Willis got and gave the internet the greatest present ever, the Donald Trump mugshot. The residents of Fulton County took to the streets, uh, not to cheer for Trump's demise, but to literally cheer for Donald Trump. Here's a clip of Donald Trump rolling through Fulton County outside of the courthouse as the residents, Fannie Willis's residents, cheer loudly for him. Say, free Trump, they scream. Fannie, you do done effed up. We are witnessing the total and complete realignment politically. And it's exciting. We are also in a time when they can't control narratives anymore. everybody When independent creators and their audiences can red pill, white pill, and black pill people without the control of the corporate press. They have desperately, screamingly tried to contain this issue. The whole reason you're having hearings on this and this hasn't just been swept under the rug is because we are able to independently talk about it and speak about it freely. Big thanks to our partners and these platforms and to other creators who certainly are not MAGA country club conservatives who are going off on Big Fanny, including one of my new favorite YouTubers, Tasha Kay, take it away
4: wife Fanny, all that money you allocated tricking on a prosecutor tricked his wife out of $1,400 a month alimony payments and even took some of it back using the debit card out the same account that he put the money in from contracts he allegedly you for Where's the justice for this black woman when she's saying I've been married to his ass for 26 years, raised his children, and he's somewhere? Is he somehow found a way to get a, to get around the law to only pay me $700 every two weeks, and then he splits that with me? This is the one you getting up on a church podium here to stand beside? That's the problem. Women findeth men. How you in church me When I found this black man, you didn't find him. He's f***ing you. Full way up. That's just, that's just what it is.
1: So Fannie Willis does not have the people on her side. She doesn't have her own voters on her side. She is starting to lose the media because the media is beginning to realize that this is a, a loser of a case. She's lost the courtroom. She's lost public opinion, and she's lost the judge. Fannie Willis is in a bad way. There's only one other worst thing that can happen to Fannie. There's one thing that could really put a dent in that Fannie that could really be a pain in the ass for Fannie Willis. Let me explain, ladies and gentlemen. We are dealing with a master here when it comes to Donald Trump. This isn't sophistry or sycophantism. This is truth. Donald Trump is a true genius, a true master of one thing above above anything else, the capturing of energy, the gathering of unto himself, the kinetics of a moment and the weaponization and the manipulation of news headlines in order to benefit and favor him. It is what makes him so culturally, politically domineering and powerful. Donald Trump himself is the biggest man-made celebrity in history. Elvis never had a standing army. The Beatles didn't have the nuclear codes, nor did they have Secret Service. Donald Trump is inarguably the largest man-made celebrity, self-made celebrity to ever walk the earth, period. And so when he goes places and does things, it is requir- it was an incumbent requirement that the media and the press they follow him and that Donald Trump is able to in real time affect national narratives and news stories it is unbelievably powerful and it is something that the left has no idea how to control because they fancied themselves the controller of narratives and they with the hot mics and hot cameras of their studios were able to point us in the directions and the things they wanted us to see plato's cave right shadows on the wall they were able to direct us as to where they want us, what and where they want us to go and see. Donald Trump's able to break that matrix and able to redirect. Here's a good example. The Billy Bush NBC news tape comes out where Donald Trump had locker room talk uh, bro-ing out with Billy Bush, okay? Member of the Bush family, don't read too far into it, but whatever. Don't trust corporate media. The corporate goblins at NBC were sent to go hunt down something that Donald Trump said where he ha- he's being a pee-pee potty mouth, okay, and to find something embarrassing. And they were able to find something about Donald Trump, and they were able to slap this big, like, big, fat, like, label on it, right? Donald Trump is, he hates women, or he's sexist, right? And so that was the cycle. That was the news cycle in 2016 that had been created that had been artificially manufactured to hurt Donald Trump. And what does Donald Trump do to combat that? Well, Donald Trump has a debate that week with Hillary Clinton. And ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump decided to bring some special guests to that debate in order to personally rewire the news cycle. A masterclass, okay, at work. Check it out.
0: There you see in the middle of your screen Donald Trump. But from left to right, Kathleen Willey, Juanita Broderick, then Donald Trump in the middle. Kathy Shelton, Paula Jones. Uh, These are women who have made very strong accusations against Bill Clinton, except for Kathy Shelton. Uh, She uh, has accused uh, she uh, she was uh, a rape victim. And Hillary Clinton, as a public defender, represented the man accused of raping her. Donald Trump is speaking of these women. I don't know if our audio is good enough, but but we really can't understand what he's saying. But this sets the stage for what could be a really ugly and
1: contentious debate tonight. <laughs> Here are the women that accused Bill Clinton of rape. Donald Trump was caught on a hot mic having locker room talk. Pee-pee potty mouth. Oh, boy. That was the news cycle. So Donald Trump said, oh, I got the proverbial Trump card for you. Here are all the women that accused Bill Clinton of raping them. And I'm going to put them in the front row. I want to make Hillary look at them. There's actually a great photo of Bill Clinton, like, like turning and looking. Can we get that one? It's so good. Bill Clinton, like turning and looking, like scared out of his damned mind. Looking at the women being marched in by Donald Trump into the debate, Bill Clinton's never had to face these women. Bill Clinton's never had to look them in the eye. And there's Bill Clinton looking down the looking down the aisle, like with his eyes like dish plates. Oh, there. Oh, it's just a masterclass. And he's done it again and again. This wasn't just a single stroke of genius. This is fifty-five plus years. In the public eye, in the public arena, as a celebrity, manipulating media and news cycles—it's genius. It's Trump's superpower. There it is. <laughs> so good. This is so good. This is the photo of Bill Clinton when Trump's frog walking in all of his rape accusers. <laughs> That's what that is. Internal screw. I'm so Somebody get me a jet to Jeffrey Epstein's private island. I got to get out of the way. Got to get away. Southwest. Need to get away? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Southwest. Got to get away. Did Donald Trump just walk in all the rape accusers for you on live TV? got to get away got to get to got to get to Little St James as fast as possible we got a cheap flat for you yeah it's a genius move something that Trump does all the time it's not a one off okay when Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for the national anthem this is before George Floyd this is before any of that Colin Kaepernick just hates America and the goblins of the left decided to 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 create a culture war in the media uh that Colin Kaepernick had some, had some problem in his life. You know, The feel bad for the multimillionaire. This is always the left's narrative. Feel bad for the multi millionaire celebrity. <laughs> well, like everyone should be sad for them. So Colin Kaepernick was doing that. Total jackass, That guy. What a bitch, terrible player, awful, like an embarrassment, humiliation, and a disgrace, fr- quite frankly, because Colin Kaepernick's story could only happen in America. Like, go, go read about Colin Kaepernick. It could only happen in America. He's one of the luckiest guys on earth. Yet he finds more status in playing the victim. Nonetheless, he was kneeling for the anthem and Trump said, I got you, buddy. I'll do something that'll prove it to you, uh, that will show everyone who you are. And so while the whole kneeling thing was happening in the NFL, Donald Trump decided to march onto, can I get some audio on this? March onto the field during the national anthem at the national championship for college football, to a hundred thousand people standing and cheering, a monster American flag behind him, Donald Trump waving, every person on their feet, every single person on their feet. Oh, Colin Kaepernick, you think you think you'll create a narrative on me? Listen to the you Listen to USA's. You hear that? Every branch of the military represented on stage even the generals you can see there with their phones up ah! <laughs> the generals euphoric this is donald trump's answer to scum like call it capital america hating ungrateful entitled scum and what's happened to kaepernick well <laughs> nobody's gone nobody's ever heard from him again Donald Trump so soundly destroyed the narrative. Donald Trump was, they said Donald Trump would start World War Three. So what did he do? He literally marched into North Korea. Donald Trump met the leader of North Korea, first time ever,
2: clapped him on the hand, allowed himself to be invited
1: into North Korea, first president Maybe last president ever to be invited into the dictatorship of North Korea. And here's Kim Jong-un fanboying going into North Korea. They said Donald Trump was uh, was going to start World War III. And there he is bringing world peace. Don't you miss that? Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump did it again in East Palestine. This is the anniversary of East Palestine, the government uh chemically nuking and destroying a beautiful little small town. They've destroyed this town already from. Can you go back to the original question? Because the original question is all you need to hear from this. Listen to the first question the press asked Donald Trump. Oh, Trump what do you make about biden not showing up you showing up before he did there you go that's all you need to hear that's all you need to hear the question in and of itself is that is the flipping of the news cycle right that's the flipping of the news cycle hey what well, like joe biden's not here he's apparently the resident of the white house and so donald trump like why are you here there you go there's your story okay enough ladies and gentlemen you you see the point That Donald Trump is able to, he is a, a weather system unto himself. He has a planetary gravitational pull in order to flip narratives and in order to break people who are corrupt, evil, and who deserve to have their narratives broken. They lied to you about who actually hated women in the 2016 election. Hillary Clinton viciously attacked and destroyed all of the women who had credible rape and sexual assault accusations against her husband. She viciously attacked them. And they tried to make Hillary Clinton a feminist. No. Nope. Donald Trump said, You are not the feminist. You are the enemy of women. Talk to any woman. Say who like who's like who would be the actual enemy of women in this scenario? Hillary Clinton. Believe all women. Yeah. Okay. Except for the Clinton accusers, right? Biden accusers, right? Trump's gonna start World War Three. Nope. We're gonna bring in world peace. Trump needs the debates. Nope. Here's a more recent, here's even something from like six months ago. Trump and Tucker Carlson. He didn't need the Fox debates. Fox News says you need me. And Donald Trump says, ah, yeah, I got Tucker and I got X. And look at that, 267 million views. This was dropped five minutes before the Fox News debate. Fox News debate clocked in around, I don't know, 10 12 million total viewers and here's Donald Trump with 20x that genius ladies and gentlemen i set i set all this up and i i i want to to build the foundation here to show you what donald trump's about to do it's why we'll probably go live very early on thursday because at 9:30 this hearing is going to start well ladies and gentlemen get ready donald trump has made the genius decision to attend the Georgia hearings. Oh, yeah. Donald Trump is going to do what he's always done, which is to bring a planetary gravitational collapse of the narrative to this fraud in Georgia. Trump plans to attend Georgia hearing on misconduct allegations against prosecutors. Oh, yes, baby. Into my veins. Former President Donald Trump plans to attend Thursday hearing in Atlanta on the allegations of Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis, engaged in an improper personal relationship with the lead prosecutor on the election interference case, according to two individuals with knowledge of the plan. Trump had a scheduled appearance in New York at the same day for a pretrial conference in the case, which is slated to go to trial on March 25th. Trump is charged with 34 counts of falsifying business records, blah, 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 and payments to uh, Stormy Daniels. If he... Instead, travels to Atlanta, it will be the first court appearance in a sprawling racketeering case. Grand jury indicted him for and 18 others in August. Donald Trump, attending the hearing, he'll be able to watch as Willis's personal life and professional integrity are scrutinized and questions. His appearance would likely draw even more attention and perhaps chaos to the already highly anticipated hearing. ha 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 people are such rats. They're such roaches. You know, it's like, this is why you turn on the lights in the kitchen. You flip on the lights in the kitchen and the roaches scatter. Not in my kitchen. We haven't roasted in my kitchen, I don't think. They don't like the light. Sunlight is the best disinfectant. The hot lights, cameras, and lamps, and microphones of news organizations shoved into Fannie Willis's face. The 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 national attention on this issue and this corruption will break them. That alone, regardless of what a judge determines, and we've already said that the judge is planning on disqualifying her, he wouldn't have said he's going to disqualify her if he wasn't already planning on it, on the merits of the case. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump bringing to bear That catastrophic nightmare of the entire country now focusing on Fannie Willis, and maybe some people hearing about this for the first time, it is going to implode, her case. It will destroy this case. And it will be so wonderful. Oh, it'll be so great. Because the next thing that happens to Fannie Willis is congressional oversight. In a moment, we'll be joined by a member of Congress who is looking to pass federal legislation called the Affair Act against Fannie Willis. Jim Jordan has subpoenaed Fannie Willis. Am I correct, Alex, that Jim Jordan sent federal marshals to hand a subpoena to Fannie Willis? Am I correct in that? Get me that, give me that story, please. Federal Marshals came knocking on Fannie Willis's door. What does this mean? Well, this means the feds are now looking into how Fannie Willis has been using federal money, which of course they have oversight. We have a constitution in this country. We have Article I, which is Congress, House and Senate. Article One, given the supremacy clause, the Supreme Court is gonna really have the capacity to look into what big Fannie's been up to. And ladies and gentlemen, a U.S. marshal just hand-delivered a subpoena from the House Judiciary Committee to Big Fanny. Oh, my. What would they be looking into? Well, one, the misuse of federal funds to pay off your lover and take these little vacations and stuff, carnival cruises. But two, and this is special, the firing of whistleblowers, which is really, really a big, fat no-no. Fannie Willis had a whistleblower in her office. Fannie Willis had a whistleblower who was saying, we're misusing federal funds. I wrote these grants. We we are breaking the law. What did Fannie do? Ooh, baby. Fannie Willis fired her. Now that's a big, no, no, that's against the rules. You're not allowed to do that. There are very rigid whistleblower protections. Protecting people that are blowing the whistle on Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden, Joe Biden can't get out of these people. Hillary Clinton can't get out of these people. Let me tell you what, Fannie Willis don't have the smarts to figure this one out. And that's what's next for Fannie. Mm. The boomerang, the revenge tour, the backlash is officially here. Watch.
0: Loverboy finalizes the divorce so he could run away with Fannie. But then Fannie and Loverboy got hit with subpoenas and have to testify about their shenanigans together. And when it rains, it pours. Fannie's office has a whistleblower and the whistleblower recorded Fannie and the Free Beacon gave the recording the prime time. The whistleblower, Amanda Timpson, says she caught Fannie's aide stealing money. Fannie's office got a federal grant for half a million dollars. It was supposed to go to gang prevention. But Fannie's aide, Michael Kufi, allegedly blew the money on travel, computers, and swag. The whistleblower confronted Fannie and recorded it.
4: He wanted to do things with grants that were impossible. And I kept telling him, like, we can't do that and questioning stuff. He would take me off projects, tell people I wasn't doing what I was supposed to because I questioned him. Because I understood. I helped write that grant. I knew what was in that grant. He told everybody... We're going to get MacBooks. We're going to do that. We're going to get
3: swag. We're going to use it for travel. I said, you cannot do that. It's a very, very specific grant. So I respect that is your assessment. Um, It was clear to me that you and Mr. Cuffey were not getting along, And I'm not saying that your assessment is wrong.
0: So what Fannie do next? Fired the whistleblower. Seven armed men escorted her out of the office. Fannie said the whistleblower didn't meet her standards.
1: Hmm. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, what standards does Fannie Willis have? Well, we look forward to exploring those with our next guest, Congressman Corey Mills, the author of the Affair Act, joins the program now. Congressman, what's up, dude?
5: What's going on?
1: Great name. For your act, tell us about it.
5: So this is in addition to a letter that we've already sent previously about two months ago to the uh, DA, the AG's office, the Board of Professional Review, uh, Merrick Garland, uh, as well as for the governor of Georgia, which basically looks into the unethical, unprofessional behavior. This is secondarily to this, which is the um, Against Foreign Funds for Allowing an appropriate Relationships Act, or better known as the Affairs Act. Uh, I think that it's very clear that not only should this be dismissed, But there should be further investigation into the inappropriate and unethical relationship between her and the special investigator Wade, who, by the way, we determined was not even qualified to actually do an investigation for a RICO case. And and even though he was not qualified and there was much more qualified members, he was paid more. the qualified rico investigators and then was whining and dining Fannie willis behind the scenes without actually trying to separate the finances which means that federal funding that was going to help with da investigations was actually being weaponized and then unethically used in their affair
1: so now you are determining that nathan wade wasn't even qualified to work on this case how did you make that determination
5: We looked at his previous case files as well as for others that the DA's office has used in the past. We also looked at what the going rate was for previous investigators, and he was paid exorbitantly much larger per hour fees for this investigation, even though he was less qualified as an investigator.
1: So this guy is now lying to the court. He issued two different sworn statements that don't match up. Uh, Fannie Willis will be in a disqualification hearing. On Thursday, Donald Trump will be in attendance. Uh, This is now a winning issue, effectively. The country is learning about this. People inside of Fulton County are disgusted and people outside are disgusted. And I think they're way over their skis on this. What's the next step?
5: Well, I think that the American people are realizing, and oh, what a coincidence that Fulton County was also the one in the 2020 election To be accused of having widespread fraud with regards to ballot counting, and so I think people are starting to open up their eyes to the continuation. Again, you know, in police work they call these clues. And so when we're looking at the fact that this continues to help, you know, or hurt, I should say, uh, their standings with regards to whether or not it is a proper investigation. When it looks at the fact that they're trying to claim it's not a weaponization of the justice system, which we know very well that they're the Department of Injustice. As I've referred to him now is essentially continuing to weaponize. This is all for political election interference. I think that there is a uh, not just a reason for dismissal of this case for the improper investigation and the improper reasoning behind it, but also the unethical and unprofessional behavior of Fannie Willis, which should result in her disbarment which should result in her uh, motion for removal. And I think that there should be further investigation by the federal government into how funds are being properly utilized. And I would argue that this also goes into New York, where we know for a fact that there was federal funds that was utilized for the indictment against the president that I still question whether it was done for any other reasoning, but for political interference.
1: Pretty badass that you had federal marshals go and deliver a subpoena as Fannie Willis going to be on Capitol Hill uh, anytime soon to answer questions about this.
5: Well, I think that uh, Congressman Jim Jordan, who's the chairman of the Judiciary, as well as Representative Matt Gates, has said multiple times that they will look to pull Fannie Willis in for the improper and misuse of funding that was provided by the federal government. I think that she should be brought up on charges if, in fact, that is found to be true. But I think at a first step, they should be looking at a dismissal and a removal of Fannie Willis and disbarment uh, from her being able to continue to try and uh, uh, do what she calls law.
1: You presented a a letter to our producers here that was written by your office uh, asking for this barman. It's a very thorough letter. Can you summarize it for us?
5: So basically what this lays out is kind of, in essence, what I just talked about, which is one, the unethical and unprofessional behavior in which she conducted with her inappropriate relationship. Uh, We are demanding to see the uh, funding that had gone to Wade, as well as whether or not he put this into a separate account from the one that he was using to wine and dine Fannie Willis, but it also asked for a uh, professional board review uh, by the general counsel for what is perceived to be clear an unethical act. And so uh, we lay out every one of the actual findings. We look at uh, the questions that we want asked by each of the individual departments that we send it to. And we essentially feel that the bar makes it very clear that even the perception of unethical and unprofessional behavior is reasoning for the uh, disbarment. And so I think that she has more than met that criteria and should be met uh, with, with the full renders of justice.
1: So you're a big fan of Donald Trump, you're friends with Donald Trump, you're oft at Mar-a-Lago and strategizing with Trump. You know his thinking quite well. Uh, your thought process on Trump showing up for this hearing on Thursday, which should be a wild one. We did just preview how Donald Trump has done this time and time again, how he's been able to effectively rewire the corporate media narratives through his own gravitas and gravitational pull.
5: Well, I think that he should actually be present. I think that it's uh, more than right for him to go ahead and, again, under his constitutional rights to be able to face his accusers. I mean, we know this is one of the things that uh, we all have afforded to us and that we are a nation which is, you know, innocent until proven guilty, even though uh, the Department of Injustice and this weaponized government thinks that you're you know, guilty until proven innocent, unfortunately. But, uh, no, I actually didn't coordinate this at all with uh, the president or his team. This is something that I looked at. The American people are looking for accountability and they're continuing to ask the representatives to do their jobs, the job that we swear an oath to. And so the bottom line is, is that, under Article 1, we can keep talking about legislative branches, authorities, and the power of the purse, but that only works when you're actually willing to utilize it. And unfortunately, they do issue us a lapel pin in Congress, but not moral courage or a political spine to be able to go forward and do our job. That's what I'm trying to do here, is to try and look at accountability, to stop the weaponization, and to ensure that not only does this stop from the political, you know, inter interference against President Trump, but if they are successful on this, who do you think is next? It's the American people. And so this is more about the broader picture of stopping this weaponization and getting accountability so that we don't see this continuing on for other Americans, not just the president of the United States.
1: That's exactly right. Uh, Congressman, personal question here. What is Donald Trump telling your son? (laughs) <laughs>
5: he was actually talking to him about golf at the time. And he was saying that he heard that he was a great golfer and he should go out and beat his dad. He even did a video <laughs> making fun of it and saying, you need to go beat your dad and golf again. And so, um, yeah, the, the, the president is such a great person. Um, people just don't get to see who Donald Trump truly is. And he's a man who loves America, loves our future, loves the generations that are coming after us and that who will lead this nation. That's what he's trying to do. He's fighting to keep America free for all of our kids our grandkids and the unborn
1: so you believe that donald trump stroke of genius to show up at the trial on thursday morning do you believe that donald trump will give big fanny a hard spanking
5: <laughs> well, I think I'll leave the uh, hard spanking up to the justice system and to the judge to actually go ahead and render that verdict. But uh, I think that I've laid out more than enough evidence, as has many others, to include uh, uh, Christina Bob and Alina Haba, as well as for the rest of the council. But I think that you can't argue the fact that even the perception, the perception of an unethical or unprofessional relationship has been conducted. And that in itself, by the actual Board of Professional Review, by bar should be enough to remove her license and to make sure that she can't practice law any further. And I think that's a great first step.
1: Yeah, speaking of somebody who should be removed from the public space, Mitt Romney last night when he betrayed this country and betrayed uh, along with 22 other Republican, <laughs> shocking senators uh, who showed their stripes, showed that they were Ukraine first, that they were foreign aid first before doing anything for this country. They want to shower and rain fire hose Cash that we don't have on other nations that are not America protect other nations' borders. Last night, the Senate, to their great shame, passed a funding bill nearly a hundred billion more dollars, Congressman, for nations that are not America. Look, Mitt Romney shameful. Mitt Romney went and said this. and I'd like to have you respond to it. Mitt Romney said, "You see, funding other countries." Is the most important thing the united states senate can do right now
6: here's the clip the vote we will soon take to provide military weapons for ukraine is the most important vote we will ever take as united states senators
1: do you agree with that you're a you're a veteran you you're, you're very involved in in these conflicts you, you're a wise man you've been deployed around the world uh, do you agree with that sentiment i don't agree
5: with it at all and in fact isn't it very telling that the senate will work throughout the night for another nation, but they won't work for our own country to secure our own borders. The bottom line is is that they have no plan, they have no strategy. This continual, endless wars, this sending of money to an already corrupt nation, the continuation of the war, which is going to result in more casualties, is not the way forward. We should have been looking in 2014 at things like the 1994 Budapest Memorandum, which is an area where the Federation of Russia, the U.S., the U.K., and Northern Ireland, as well as for uh, Ukraine, had acknowledged their independent sovereignty and borders in exchange for their non-nuclear proliferation agreement. And so we should have been looking at the UN uh, Security Council and others being able to do a job, which we know now that the UN only stands for useless nations, um, just like NATO uh, essentially stands for now America takes over. So we need to start looking at the fact that we have to prioritize the things that matter most, our southern borders, the protection of our American citizens and our children, our sovereignty, our constitutional rights and freedoms that are constantly being challenged, and also the $34 trillion in debt That is going to result in over $900 billion next year in interest service payments. That's the equivalent of our entire annual national uh, defense spending. And so we have a 41,000 recruitment deficit in our military. We had 9,600 of our brave heroes who had been purged unconstitutionally for refusing the vaccine for their medical and religious freedoms. And so let's start focusing on spending these late nights serving the American people, because I wasn't elected by Zelensky. I wasn't elected by the Ukrainian people. I was elected by Florida's seventh district and the constituents here in America. And that's who I fight for. And that's who I'm going to continue to fight for.
1: Congressman, just a final point, And, and I think it's a really important one because I hear from veterans day and night, some of them work on my staff. Some of them are in my own family and they talk about our political class as a weak a weakling class people that would never put their body where their mouth is you're one of the very few members of congress who actually did deploy for america that actually did sign up to serve this country that actually understands what service is service isn't sitting inside of a car service in washington dc uh you actually did do that it's very rare we'd have a better country if there were more of you but it does seem like people like mitt romney who dodged the draft uh, during Vietnam, and who said that his sons never signed up for the military because they were too busy serving his campaign? That's a that's a literal quote. Mitt Romney has plenty of kids. Um, why you know why haven't they ever gone to fight for Ukraine? I think it's a well, good question. You. Like, wh- why haven't these people ever you know go- gone and attempted to like? It's it's never them, right? It's never them who go to war. I guess is the point.
5: Well, as you remember from the Vietnam era, uh, Creed's Clear Order Revival had a song called Fortunate Son. Yes, And it talked about these silver yeah. spoons. But the bottom line is we have to stop pointing at just the Mitt Romneys. There's an entire Senate chamber full of individuals who are willing to vote for wars to include the two Democrat leaders, Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, who continue to dump money into a war that they don't understand they're unwilling to fight. Meanwhile, you've got other members in the House that has fought proudly like J.D. Vance, who's a great senator uh, from this great state of Ohio But you also got, you know, members in the U.S. House who have served proudly like Eli Crane, uh, like Ronnie Jackson, like myself, where I've spent, you know, in total of my government service over seven years in Iraq, over three years in Afghanistan, Kosovo, Pakistan, North Somalia, was blown up twice by roadside IEDs in 2006 in Baghdad, Uh, went to Afghanistan in 2021 to try and conduct the very first successful overland rescue, went to Israel by October 11th, was pulling out Americans. Look, what America needs are statesmen and representatives. What they don't need is more politicians that talk about what they would have done or what they will do, but are unwilling to stand up and make a change or actually fight for the American people.
1: Yeah, that's right. Fortunate son. It's never it's never the politicians' sons. It's never their families. Their families are on the receiving end of war. It's just they're on the receiving end of the Boeing and Lockheed Martin stock. That's right. Uh, options, uh, they're never in which the is actual why trenches. I support fully,
5: Benny, that we need to ban stock trading by every elected official, by their immediate family. We have to stop this idea that promoting war for the sake of your own financial benefits is somehow a tolerable action. Martha Stewart went to prison over insider trading. We can actually drive legislation that would manipulate stock prices or issue out more money to things like the Ukrainian war, which we know is going to result in one five five manufacturing by Raytheon or General. Dynamics or Boeing or any of the others for aircraft. If they know that and they're invested in that, then how can they do it without an unethical or without any type of a conflict of interest? And so uh, it's gone too far. We need to stop D.C. status quo. We need to bring back what it is to have a true constitutional republic and fight for the American people once again.
1: Oh man, we'd have a different country if we had more people that actually understood what service is. Corey Mills is one of them. Everyone follow Corey Mills on X. Make sure that this Congressman feels the love. Here is his X account. And, um, you know, ensure that we have a community here that like networks and supports people like Corey Mills. Twenty one thousand followers. We're gonna get. We're gonna get. We're gonna get those numbers up, Congressman. I, I got really. We're gonna get those on, numbers. On my official account. You know, my
5: even even my private account. You know, the the uh, Corey Mills FL only has like I think one seventeen. So I'm trying to. Oh,
1: we have one hundred seventeen. Okay, let's throw no, the no, other we're, one we're, too. We're, uh, we're follow both. To work. We're
5: starting to work. Follow
1: both. Follow, here we go. Hold on. We're gonna put the stay on, Congressman. We're gonna put the other one up too, so everyone can. Follow follow along the point of this show is the kinetic power of all of us together fighting the same fight being connected they can't defeat it you cannot defeat happy warriors you cannot defeat an army of happy warriors and that's what we are creating god bless Corey mills god speed sir well god bless you benny thank you Ladies and gentlemen, uh, you will be shocked to find out that, oh, and I'm not going to apologize for the whole, like, send your sons to war thing. Like, I I I believe that, like, in my heart of hearts, as, like, I, I was a child of 9-11, right? Like, so, like, you're in your young, early, 2021, I was, like, at end of middle school, and 9-11 happens, and, like, I, I was surrounded by kids who, like, signed up for the military. Uh, this is just what you did. Uh, if you're going to if you're going to agitate and create hell on earth for other people, you should have to feel the responsibility of your actions. That's just a fact of life. It's a fact of parenthood. It's a reality of like how gravity works. So these are just thermodynamics. When you are insulated or you make decisions in a vacuum where none of those decisions will ever affect you, that's the worst place to make a decision. And so yes. Yes, you shouldn't be allowed to send off hundreds of thousands of other young men. I mean, I don't know what the total death toll is in Ukraine. I mean, I think it's hundreds of thousands. I think there have been a lot of people that have died in this conflict. You shouldn't be able to do that and to create that environment for to destroy other people's families without there being some type of consequence for you. That's really important. And I'll uh, I will not back down from that. I advocate daily on this program and with my life uh, policies and positions that will affect your life and mine. I do not make, I do not advocate these policies in a vacuum. The tax rates, the immigration rules, monetary policy, foreign policy, this affects my life. I have kids. And this is why I don't want those kids to be sent off to the meat grinders of war. I don't want that. You don't want that. In some godforsaken desert somewhere or some godforsaken muddy field. Enough of that. Enough of that. Like so at the very least I'm intellectually consistent. I don't warmonger for things that will never, that will only destroy or slaughter someone else's kids. No. It's wrong. Okay? It's evil also that we're funding it. So that's my take, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, um, that's a consistent take that has some type of intellectual clarity to it. Sadly, uh, the next clip I'm about to play for you is Cringe Jean Pierre. This is our cringe alert of the day. Cringe Jean Pierre saying that Joe Biden has great cognitive acuity.
0: The idea of taking that kind of a test. I mean,
4: look. Uh, and I talked about this last week too. On, on I believe, whatever, on Friday. Uh, I have known this president since 2009. Uh, I he is not just uh, my my boss. But, you know, he's also some a mentor to me. And I spent sometimes countless hours with him, whether it's in the Oval Office, uh, whether it's on the road. And I believe, for me, you're asking me my personal opinion. Uh, he is sharp. Uh, He is on top of things. He when we have uh, meetings with him, with his staff, he's constantly pushing us getting trying to get more information. And so that has been my experience with this president. Uh, Anything else outside of that? uh, I just shared with you what Dr. O'Connor said to me. uh, And so I'll just
1: leave it there. So the. Tact for the White House has been let's trot out a bunch of people who are known liars. To say that Joe Biden is doing great—that's their—that's their angle here. That's that's what they're gonna like hang their hat on. It's been really, really cringeworthy. It's been exceedingly embarrassing for them, and it's been really embarrassing for the idiots that have had to try and explain what's happening with Joe Biden cognitively, because we all have eyeballs, we're all alive, and we can see it ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, our nuclear cringe of the day is Joe Scarborough explaining that he doesn't know when his mom died. Ooh, baby, this is painful. The thing, the debasement of these people, what they won't do to suck the old syphilitic disease toes of Joe Biden. I mean, it's truly, like, have you no pride? Watch.
6: John Heilman, we've seen examples over and over again of Donald Trump just losing it on stage here. And you you had the whole political world come to a stop, first of all, because for some reason you had the guy, uh, the special counsel asking, hey, um, what uh, what year did did your son die? And supposedly he didn't remember what year his son died. And, and this was the most damning thing. I said this yesterday and maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just older people. We've, we've lived a busy and active life, but nobody's closer to me. Nobody's been closer to me in my life than my mom. If somebody asked me in the middle of the deposition, what year did your mom die? I go, I don't know, 2017, 2018, 2019. I don't know. I can tell you everything about it. I can tell you my final word, but, but, but again. That and same thing with Mika and her dad.
1: I don't know when my mom died. Ah, when did your mom died. I don't know. These people are such awful goblins. I hate clips like that. They're so enraging. They're really reflective of who these people are on the inside and the moral depravity and the vacuousness of how they live. Do you remember the year your mom died or grandmother died? Wow, well, ladies and gentlemen, I lost a precious nana in my life, and I certainly remember. We wish to always end our show on an uplifting note, however, and our verse of the day allows that, our verse of the day from Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit against the yoke of slavery. We wish to be free on this show. We wish to free you on this show. We wish to stand free and to eliminate slavery in this world, spiritually, mentally, and physically. It's your boy, Benny. We're marching right alongside you. See
6: ya.